Welcome to another episode of B-School, a living case study in aligned action. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, speaker, facilitator, and founder of Inner Workout. B-School is a personal development podcast for collective change. So join me in becoming a student of yourself and the world around you. Let's get studying. Hey, welcome back to another episode of B-School. No announcements for me to share. We're just going to head straight into the content. And for some of you, where I'm going to start is a familiar place. I want to start by telling you about how this podcast started, which was a challenge to myself. I had these three words of the year, one of which was consistency. And I was like, Taylor, can you show up consistently and do a podcast for every weekday of 2019? And somehow I did. And honestly, the fact that I did is so freaking surprising to me. And even my husband, he recently admitted, he was like, yeah, I don't want to be mean. I thought you're going to make it through a good chunk of the year, but I thought you'd just be over it. So him, Matt, the person who knows me better than anyone else, also was surprised by this show of consistency through the podcast. And so showing up every weekday of 2019, that was one kind of consistency. That was one way that I could live into that word of the year of being consistent. And so as I was thinking about this episode, it made sense to kind of pause and talk about what is the purpose of being consistent? Like, why is it something that we strive to? If you're like me, you strive to be consistent. Why is it something that is something that we look highly upon when we see it in other people? And for me, it was just really summed up in the fact that we try to be consistent because we want to build trust. That's the goal of consistency is building trust between you. Sometimes it's you and yourself. Sometimes it's you building trust with someone else, whether that's a boss, a partner, a coworker, a friend. When you are consistent in showing up, you're showing yourself or that other person, hey, I can be trusted. When I say I'm going to do something, when I say I'm going to show up, when I say that you're going to experience me in a certain way, I mean it. It's true. And look at all of these demonstrable times that I've consistently showed up in that way. So it's not just about checking boxes. It's not just about being able to say, hey, yeah, I accomplished that thing. The underlying goal, the underlying purpose is building trust. And so today I want to talk about two ways that we can look at consistency. And whenever you're offering up two options, two ways of looking at things, it's really easy to think that they are somehow at odds with each other. And they're not. One isn't better than the other. In fact, to be really consistent, truly consistent, you're going to need both. So I just had to give that caveat. It's not like you can choose this one or you can choose this one and this one's better. No, they're just two different ways to think about it. And both are valid. And both are things that I'm actively working on. So the first one, which is where my mind most often goes when I think about consistency, is just consistency in timing. 
Just like I was saying before, you say you're going to show up at 9 a.m. and you show up at 9 a.m. and you don't just do that one time. You do that every day for the week, the month, the year. You get that report or that analysis to your client by the deadline or before the deadline every month. It's this way that you show that you are trustworthy and that your word means something. For me, I find that this consistency in timing, I have always been someone who is extrinsically motivated. So if I tell you that I'm going to do this thing, and this can be a good thing or this can be a bad thing, but if I tell you I'm going to do this thing and I end up having like a million other things to get done, but I told you I'd have it to you by this timeline, I'm probably going to stay up late to get that thing done for you. So keeping promises to other people, that consistency and timing isn't something that I've struggled with, but because I can be so extrinsically motivated, it's easy for me to then not be consistent with myself and not show up in the ways that I told myself that I would show up. That's why this podcast was something that is still mind-blowing that I showed up the way that I did however many episodes it was in 2019, five episodes a week for 52 weeks. Someone can do that math. I cannot do that in my head, but a lot of episodes. And that for me was a way to say, hey, Taylor, we said that we were going to do this thing. Look at how we continue to do it when we're tired, when we're not excited, when we're not motivated, when we don't know what to say in front of the microphone. And look, we still did it. We still got it done. And so the way that I see myself relating to consistency and timing is more as a way to build self-trust and to say, hey, we can prioritize this thing that we said was a priority and still live up to those other ways that we told others that we would be consistent. For you, it might be a little bit different. Maybe you're really intrinsically motivated. And so for you, if you say, hey, I'm going to finish the draft of this project by the end of the month, you have no problem doing that. But when your boss is asking you to do something, it can be a little bit trickier. Maybe you're more intrinsically motivated than extrinsically motivated. And I think that's something that's really valuable for you to know about yourself. Again, it's not a good or bad thing. You need to be able to respond to both intrinsic and extrinsic motivation just to get by in our world as it exists. So I think it's just another data point that you can have to say, hey, this is how I operate because depending on which one you lean towards, that is probably going to impact your ability to be consistent in timing. And again, you might prioritize your own projects and then let projects for other people or commitments that have to do with other people go by the wayside Or you might be like me and prioritize other people's needs and commitments and then deprioritize your own. So wherever that trust building happens, the purpose is still for you to build that trust. And it might be with you. It might be between you and someone else. But that first type of consistency is the consistency in timing. And that was really for the past couple of years 
what I've been cultivating on my own with the podcast and also with other things. And I've still been thinking like, there are things that I would like to do more consistently that I haven't figured out a way to fit them into my life in a way where I feel like I can make that promise that, hey, I'm going to show up every week to do this or every month to do this. And so my action item is to explore that more. We'll talk about this more at the end, but if you're saying that you want to be consistent in something, it has to be realistic. I can't just say that I'm going to run five miles every day and I haven't run in... When's the last time I... Actually, I did do a little bit of jogging on a treadmill recently, but I haven't run outside or run for any great distance in at least a year. So I would have some work to do before I could consistently live up to that goal, which is not something that I want. I don't love running, so I'm fine with not running a lot. Anyway, okay. So you've got consistency in timing, where you're meeting deadlines, where you're keeping those promises, where you're saying, I said I would do this. Here it is at the time that I said I would give it to you or before. We love a surprise and delight. The second type of consistency, which is something that is like, this is happening for me right now, I'm figuring out, is consistency in experience. So I want you to think about going to a store or a chain. Have you ever walked in someplace, having gone to a different store, but the store is the same name, it's a chain, and you get a completely different experience? Because that's definitely happened to me where I'm like, oh yeah, I think I, I know what to expect here. I had a great experience. You walk into a different one and you're like, whoa, this is not the same. Or is there a place where you know, like, I can walk into any of these stores across the country and I will get a really similar experience and you have that level of trust there. For me, I think about the difference between McDonald's and Chick-fil-A, and this is very personal experience for me. Getting McDonald's breakfast, just for some background information, is like, it's nostalgic for me. I remember as a little girl going to gymnastics on Saturday mornings And there was a McDonald's down the street. And every once in a while, we'd get McDonald's breakfast. Me and my dad, he'd pick me up. And we'd have to hurry because at that time, there was not McDonald's all day breakfast. You had to get there by like 11 or 11.30. I forget which time it was. So we would like book it. I'd run in the car. My dad would go take me down the street. And I would get a McDonald's breakfast, which for me, I would get like hotcakes and sausage, I think. And so now occasionally as an adult, especially now that there's all day breakfast, that'll be something that I crave. It's like a little comfort food and not that their hotcakes and sausage are better by any means than something I can make at home, but it's just that experience that brings me back to fond childhood memories. And so depending on when this craving hits me and where this craving hits me, I've gotten McDonald's breakfast at a bunch of different McDonald's and with them having all day breakfast now, It'll be interesting because one person will say or one store will say, oh yeah, we can do that, but if you're going to do add eggs with it, it's going to have to look like this. Or then another one will say, oh yeah, we can totally do it just fine, normal. And I go in and I know I can get the hot cakes, but I never know what side I can get because every McDonald's is different, which makes sense because they have a franchise model. So they have different owners, even though they've all got that McDonald's name, it's different. So that's one experience, the McDonald's experience where I'm like, okay, I just want some hotcakes. I want that nostalgia, but we'll see what's going on. 
Like, I don't know what the side situation is going to be. And then there's the experience of going to like a Chick-fil-A. And the politics of Chick-fil-A aside, sometimes I don't go there a ton, but sometimes their food is really good and I cave and I get food, especially when I'm doing a road trip and they're one of the like the fast food options that just feels better for me, if that makes sense. Even though no fast food is something that my body is loving, my stomach is normally gurgling a little bit afterwards, probably TMI. But Chick-fil-A, when I'm driving, it's like, okay, of all the things that I could have, this is the one that my body's probably going to appreciate the most. So if you've been to a Chick-fil-A, you know that they're going to say, my pleasure, and they're going to be really polite and kind because they have this really strict way that they're trained to interact with customers. And so even though you're going to all of these ones across the country, there's a baseline for the experience that you're going to get, which in my experience is different than the baseline, the lack of baseline for the McDonald's that I've been to, where the policies are all different, the treatment is all different, and it's just kind of like, eh, we'll see what we're going to get today. So why did I just spend so much time talking about fast food? It's because that consistency in experience is another type of consistency. And honestly, sometimes I think it's the harder type of consistency. Like you can, and I don't recommend this, but you can white knuckle the consistency and timing, right? Like you can just say, I just got to get this done. I said this episode was going to go live on Monday. I'm just going to say some words and get it out. Or I said that I would get this on my boss's desk, so I'm just going to add some more graphics, add a couple more words to this, and then send it out. Like You can push through it, and especially in my experience with corporate, you can use the right flowery language and make something like look like it's groundbreaking with relatively little effort. Again, my corporate experience, not everyone's corporate experience. But the consistency in experience is difficult. It's hard, especially when you're working with people, to get that consistent experience all the time. And so for me, when I think about this podcast again, I showed up when I said I would on the podcast. But if you've been listening since the beginning, the topics that I talked about have shifted. My tone has somewhat shifted, which makes sense. I have a lot of grace for myself in that because I was finding my voice. And so now, I'm shifting from, okay, I can show up when I say I'm going to show up on the podcast, but how do I build consistency in the experience of the podcast? What I really want is for you to be able to listen in and say, yeah, this is what I expected from a B-School episode. Not that it's boring, not that you can predict what I'm going to say, but that you come to the B-School podcast and you're like, okay, yeah, I leave it and I feel seen. I leave it and I feel challenged. I leave it and I feel like there is something actionable that I can explore in my own life. Those are my goals. So I feel like I'm showing up on the podcast when you can listen and you're like, yes, I know what to expect here and I like what I'm getting. That's my goal. Another example is I just hired someone to run inner workout social media. And so all of these things and unspoken rules about how people would experience inner workout on Instagram and Pinterest, I'm now having to actually codify that 
and write down, this is what inner workout looks and feels like. And some of that work had already been done before when I worked with a designer to build inner workouts visual brand, but then there are the pieces of the brand voice and how we show up that have just come together organically. But if I want someone else to then be an extension of that brand, I have to give them the tools so that there's the consistency in the experience. So this is something that I'm thinking about a lot in multiple areas of my business, but also in my life. Like, how do I want people to experience me as a friend? What do I want the experience for people to be for my parents? How do I want them to experience me as a daughter? How do I want my nieces and nephews to experience me as an aunt? It's not just about our personal life or our professional life. The consistency, especially in the consistency and experiences, us showing up in alignment with who we say we are. Like if I say I'm going to show up in this way and you're going to experience me in this way, trying to make that a consistent experience, which involves a lot of work, a lot of good, meaningful work. And so what I want you to think about and what I'm going to be thinking about as well is what kind of consistency do you need to cultivate in your life right now? So are you in a place where you need to focus on more of the consistency and timing and showing up for yourself or showing up for others when and where and how you say that you will? If that's where you're at, I really invite you to treat it like an experiment. Like when I started B-School, I called it an experiment for 2019 that I was just going to try podcasting every weekday and see how it went. So treat it like an experiment. Let it be fun and learn what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And I know when I say treat it like an experiment, let it be fun, you know that context matters for that. It's a little bit different for me to experiment with a podcast that started as a passion project than for me to experiment with how I show up for a client or for you to experiment with how you do things for your boss. Not that there's not room for you to play in that, but I don't want anyone listening to this to be like, yeah, I'm going to treat it like an experiment and then end up not (laughs) being able to deliver on something, especially in a work context. I don't want anyone losing their job because of this episode. But I do think it's super important for you to understand, okay, in order for me to consistently deliver this report, in order for me to consistently care for my clients in this way, these are the things I have to have in place. This is what keeps it fun and engaging and exciting for me. This is what keeps the momentum going and understanding what that looks like for you. For other people, you might need more of the consistency and experience. And if that's the case for you, I really invite you to get detailed. So it's going to be asking questions and really narrowing in in a way that might feel a little bit difficult sometimes. So I want you to think about how do I want people to feel when they experience me or when they experience this project or when they experience my team, whatever experience it is that you're cultivating, how do you want people to feel when they engage with it? What words do you want them to associate with their experience? Like when they leave this virtual meeting, when they read your report, when they see you on social media, what words would you like them to say like, oh yeah, I follow this woman on Instagram and her posts are inspiring and challenging. 
Or do you want your boss to say, yeah, I read this report that Taylor did. And it is always so thoughtful and forward-looking. What are those words that you want to be associated with what you're doing? And then finally, what are the steps that facilitate this experience? So what goes into making this experience happen? Are you having to double and triple check things? Are there certain colors that you always like to bring into play? Are there team members that you have to work with? What actually makes that experience real? What brings it to life? So consistency. I hope this broadened your view on what consistency can look like. It certainly has for me of seeing, yes, consistency is showing up when I say I will, but it's also consistency in this sense of giving people a consistent experience too. And the final thing that I would like to share is just, even though consistency is something that is beautiful and valuable and important, we've always got to be holding this idea of being consistent with the truth of our existence, which is that things are constantly changing too. And so the ways in which you choose to be consistent, what consistency looks like for you will change as your life changes, as the world around you changes. And so even though I believe that consistency and that trust building is something that is so necessary to cultivate, I don't want us to use it as this constraint, something that keeps us back from changing. And as always, it's a conversation that we'll have and continue to have with ourselves. My hope for you is that as you go into the rest of your week, that you'll start to notice how consistency is showing up for you right now and where there's room for you to grow and to change. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, feel free to take a screenshot, share it in your stories, or you can rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you listen. And my DMs and my email are always open. Thank you so much for listening and I will be back in your earbuds next week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com. 